This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, Gordon Damer. How are you? Larry, I'm a little fired up. You know, I like to listen to, uh, I like to listen to Carlin normally, but I'm sitting here waiting for our show to begin, and I'm listening to the end of his show. Mm-hmm. And I believe the caller's name was Ronnie, mm-hmm. talking about uh, how Barry Bonds, even if he had not had the uh, performance enhancers, might not have been uh, a first ballot Hall of Famer, and that Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> was better, and uh, I hate to break it to anyone. We can, li- we can live as cyborgs. To a, we're a thousand years old. We will ne- now look, we know how he did it, but we will never see someone as good as Barry Bonds on the juice. He was the greatest thing in terms of a hitter we will ever see. I was just kind of looking at the numbers. I like to look at the numbers sometimes just to make mm-hmm. myself laugh. Mm-hmm. Do you realize at the age of 39, Barry Bonds was intentionally walked, not just walked, intentionally walked 120 times in a season, 120 times. Gordon, I was at the game at the stadium when he hit the ball down the alley <laughs> in the upper deck. Oh, yeah. W- w- was that off Ted Lilly? We were, I think we it were was. questioning that before. I think it was. I yeah. think it was off the, off oh, the lefty, my. Ted Lilly. I'm off the, it rolled down the it rolled down where, where you come up from the, from the uh, rotunda to come to your seat. The ball bounced up in the upper deck and rolled down. If you were coming up, you could have been hit. Yeah, that that's thing, how far that the ball was humming. Was. I mean, oh, uh, it was. And you know, Gordon, it it it. There's got to be a way to figure out this Hall of Fame stuff. It's got to be a way because wh- what this edition of the Hall of Fame has forced me to do, Gordon, is it's forcing me to defend the guy who I, because of the things he's tweeted and said, I have no respect for, none, none. But and and, and hiding it under the morals clause as if everybody in the Hall of Fame in Major League Baseball, <laughs> you know, yeah. could, 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 could sit in St. Patrick's Cathedral and be okay. I mean, so they're forcing me to, they're forcing me to say, you know what, Kurt Schilling belongs in the Hall of Fame by the numbers. You've got, do you know how many people you've got in the Hall of Fame who, who, would, who the morals clause would, would, wouldn't even affect? It would blow up, starting with Kinnestraw Mountain Landis. Yeah. I, I that, mean, that's number one. Starting with the guy who came up with the rule, right? Exactly. I mean, how, and, and so I've been listening to this all day, yesterday, and I'm just like, I'm going to have to defend Kurt Schilling. It's unbelievable. How could you put me in that spot to help me defend Kurt Schilling? And that's what I got to do. He belongs in the hall. All the other stuff he did, did I like it? No. Do I agree with it? No. Some of it is is nonsensical. But it didn't affect how he performed. And and as far as these, as, as far, Gordon, as this, well, here we're going to make them pay for using steroids. Do me a favor. Just put them in. Put the, put, put the asterisk down there. These were these numbers may have been inflated by the steroid era, blah 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 blah. And let's go. Let's I go. I will say this. I, I will say this. You know, I, I gotta be honest. This was a conversation. I, I've always, as a baseball fan, baseball was my first love. I, I've always loved having. I gotta be honest though. When Harold Baines got into the Hall of Fame, it did take some of the uh, the vigor. I mean, because at that point, like. If Harold Baines, and then look, Harold Baines was a fine player. He was a good player for a very, very long period of time. It really kind of makes the thing hall oh, completely farcical. Now, I know that that wasn't the baseball writers that put him in, but he's in the Hall of Fame. So that kind of bothers me first and foremost. I, at this stage in my life, I 
look at it as as long as people can have a reasoned approach to to their vote, uh, I don't have an issue with it. But a lot of times, you know, it, it's somebody voting for Bonds and not for Clemens. To me, that makes absolutely no sense. Voting for Manny Ramirez but not Sammy Sosa, that makes absolutely no sense. I can see the reasoning of the Baseball Hall of Fame is a museum at one point and a hall where guys are enshrined and honored. And if you feel like someone discredited the game by cheating, okay, fine. Uh, I think if I had a vote, that probably would be the way that I, I would have a hard time rewarding the people who did that knowingly, and we all know that they did it. Uh, but the problem with Kurt Schilling is, is that his disgraces, or however you want to describe them, had nothing to do with what happened between the white lines. So I, I think that that's kind of where I would separate it if I had to separate it, because, yeah, anybody who's telling me that Kurt Schilling based on performance. And I've heard a lot of this over the last day or so. Well, you know what? He's not a slam dunk case. You know, well, look, he's not Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens. But if this had been removed and, and Kurt Schilling could keep his mouth shut and keep his fingers in his pockets, he would be in the Hall of Fame. We can't, we're not going to debate that, right? No, we're not going to debate that. And maybe that's a reason why, Gordon, uh, maybe writers shouldn't be voting for the Hall because some of them have – I mean, let's face it, Gordon. You're you're, you're a longtime baseball guy, okay? How does how does how does somebody not vote Ted Williams to win a year when he's hitting 400? He doesn't win the MVP because this writer was upset with him because he didn't give him an interview. I mean, these are the things that you that 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 cloud the issue here, okay? Listen, no matter how badly you feel, no matter what the issue is, no matter what the deal is. Can we just go by the numbers? Look at what Kurt Schilling did numbers-wise. Look at what he did in big games. Look at what he did with Boston. Look at what he did with Arizona. He He's a Hall of Famer. Okay, he is. And, you know, it used to be that you had the numbers that you could guide with. 500 home runs meant to Hall of Fame. 3,000 hits, Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, all, 300 went to Hall of Fame. We're not getting that. We're not going to have that anymore. Okay, so... Uh, we have to come up with what a new criteria is going to be so we kind of know who, who these folks are. And to get back, to go back to where you started, Gordon, listen, Barry Bonds was the first ballot Hall of Famer before we even thought about talk, talking about steroids. Yep, no question. He was the first ballot Hall of Famer Absolutely. before. I mean, he was a five-tool player. He was great defensively. He, was, he hit he was for a average. Three he hit for a three-time MVP before we ever had a hint of it. I mean, the only, the only issue he had and I remember him in conversation talking about privately saying, I wish I could do better in the postseason. But other than that, right. <laughs> he, he was he was a Hall of Famer, it's no question. And as great as Junior Griffey was, and Junior Griffey was a phenomenal talent, he's no Barry Bonds. Well, I will say this. I mean, it, Bonds, when he was all natural, was already an MVP, right? Three-time yes. MVP, even uh, before any uh, stuff was was linked to him or, mm -hmm. or was brought up. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, I know this, this is the narrative, but it seems like it would make sense. He was doing it naturally. Other guys weren't. He got ticked off and said, all right, I'm going to show you something. And you know what? He showed us something. Yes, he He did. was, I mean, you could not get him out. That year that I talked about that he was uh, intentionally walked 120 times, mm -hmm. He hit 45 home runs and struck out 41 times. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, the numbers are just la – it's like a cartoon. It's like a cartoon. And, Gordon, he may have gotten 
one really good pitch at bat per at bat. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe he got one pitch at bat per at bat. And and normally he hit it. <laughs> That's why he got walked so much. Well, I just tells you, right? Like even even before there was any hint of anything, and I think most people know this. Mm-hmm. OPS plus is 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 trended on a, on a, a line where if you're at 100, that's an average player. If you're below 100, you're below average. If you're over 100, uh, you're obviously uh, above average. His even in in Pittsburgh, he was at 204. So that's 104 percent better than an average player. 206 in his first year in San Francisco. That's 106% better than, and then when he, you know, later in his career, 263, 231. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the right thing to do is because I do feel like rewarding someone for doing what he did is, is not the way to go. But again, it gets back to the thing of if you're going to have a Hall of Fame and you're going to have Harold Baines in there, but you're not going to have Bonds or, or, or Clemens in there. What's kind of the point? And I do think that this is actually this this controversy, this you know this conversation we have. It seems like every year around this time, mm-hmm. uh, I think it actually is good for the Hall of Fame. I think it, I think it actually you know no pub, uh, all publicity is good publicity. I kind of feel like that's the case for this because you know we don't ever have a, a time of year where we're sitting around talking about the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Hockey Hall of Fame. But every year in January, generally, we're having some sort of conversation. And I don't know necessarily that the Baseball Hall of Fame or the Major League Baseball wants that to go away. No, I don't think they do. But I do think, Gordon, that this year, I mean, there's nobody. (laughs) I mean, nobody. There's nobody to go into the Hall of Fame this year. I mean, I think so. That's what really, you know, woke things up here because you're looking at. And then, of course, Gordon, now you're talking. And this is why. At some point in time, they have to identify or come up with a plan on what they're doing with folks in the steroid era. David Ortiz is eligible to go in next year. Yep. I mean, come and on, Gordon. very well liked. So I'm loved. sure he probably No, no, no. Will. He's loved. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is loved. Okay. And isn't A-Rod due to go in next year, too? I think he's on the ballot for the first time. Now, A-Rod, not quite as loved. So I right. don't uh, – Yeah. And so how do you make the decision? How, how do you say, okay, well – well, okay, A-Rod's admitted it, Big Poppy, it's been rumored, but there's been no proof. Right. I think that that's, I think that that's the dividing line for a lot of guys, that, you know, Poppy, uh, his, his uh, connection to it was a leak test that wasn't supposed to be leaked, obviously. And A-Rod got caught a couple of times and served the longest suspension in terms of steroids in, in baseball history. So, uh, you know, I think that there is a separation. You know, people who want to – Vote, you know, again, that kind of gets back to my your reasoning has to make some sort of sense mm-hmm. that you're putting Clemens and Bonds in, uh, but you're not going to put Manny Ramirez in because he got caught. To me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's either these guys all go in or these guys all stay out, at least in, 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 if you have a serious level of suspicion. You know, Clemens, Bonds, Manny, uh, I think Gary Sheffield falls into that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that have a high le- Mark Wire when it was his time. Mm-hmm. High level, if not you know, caught uh, dead to rights. Uh, I think that that's why you you keep them out, uh, and I don't really have an issue with that. But I think Gordon, then if if you're keeping them out, then how do you decide who goes in? A and B, are you just ignoring that the error didn't exist? I mean, you could argue, Mike. You could argue, with all due respect, that Mike Messina was a tremendous pitcher. 
covered mm-hmm. them during his Yankee years. But his biggest argument for getting in was, I, I was consistent. I won 20 in the steroid era. <laughs> yes. When yeah, everybody. It was his final year. But, yeah, I mean, look, and he did it in the American League East with all the, yeah. you know, there was plenty of guys there uh, that were using stuff, especially when he was at the Orioles and he had to go up against the Yankees and the Red Sox. At least That's when he right. was beyond the Yankees, he only had to go up against the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, I That's mean, right. there's, it's, a, it's a sticky thing where I don't know that there's necessarily – I'm just knowing for me, if I had mm-hmm. a vote, I would feel uncomfortable – rewarding someone who clearly I know used and, you know, all the evidence, you know, my eyes provide me the evidence that I need. Uh, but for, for David Ortiz, that is a guy that's going to be a little tougher to, uh, to, to keep out. I think, although Ivan Rodriguez, he's in the hall of fame and there were far more credible mm-hmm. allegations surrounding him. So he's right. already in. So this, this, the debate we have about, well, you know, eventually some guy's going to get in. He's already in. I mean, uh, Canseco outed him in his book and it seems like Canseco, he might've hit only 300 in baseball, but in terms of naming PED users, he's batting about a thousand percent. So, he is. uh, I, yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing. I, I don't think the baseball wants to, it to go away. I think that they actually like the controversy that it's, uh, that it's, um, that it creates, but mm-hmm. I do think I'll be more interested to see as we move further away, right? As the old timers uh, eventually are no longer part of the mix, whether the contemporaries of Bonds and Clemens, when they're on the whatever they're calling the Veterans Committee now, yeah, whether or yeah. not they put them in. Because it seems like there's still some resentment there, but it doesn't seem like uh, – I don't know which way that's going to go. To me, that's far more interesting. I think at this point, nine years in, it's pretty clear Bonds and Clemens are not getting in through the baseball writers. The Mets making some moves. Steven Matz quoting Michael Kay. See ya. Yeah, they got three prospects for him. I know. Uh, I can't imagine that they're high-level prospects. I can't either. I just, I just, you know, it's sad about him because I, you know, he, he had such a promising beginning. You know, he, yes. he started so well, you know. Constantes. Oh, but, but here's the thing. Gordon, you know, he's a lefty. He'll always get an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Ali Perez is still kicking around. Exactly. Right? I mean, you know, those guys, sometimes it takes them a while longer to figure out a role, figure out uh, what they're doing. And uh, I think the Mets waited as long as they could. Yeah. Absolutely. But, Especially if this is, you know, the expectation is that you're moving him because you're going to go get Bauer because the Blue Jays were one of the teams that were interested in Bauer, at least according to the report. So if they're going mm-hmm. with Mats, you'd think that's a sign that the Mets are going to go and, and get Bauer. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'll talk about that in a second. I, I have some, some concerns about Bauer, but I'll talk, talk about that in a second. Let me okay. get back to my, my other thought before I lose, lose my mind. <laughs> Gordon, I think... Honestly, in in a in a steroid situation, I would if I'm a player, I would take my chance with the writers than the veterans committee, because I just feel there's guys who may say, "What you? I didn't do that. I could have done that same situation. I wasn't even as good as you, and I didn't do that." So I don't know. I think there's some guys who are purest of the game, who played the game, who feel that there's no excuse for taking shortcuts who may be, you know, hypocritical. Gordon, who may say, well, yeah, I know. Well, look, we took some uppers. We took some greenies, some, you know, we took some stuff to, you know, pep us up after a long night. But it wasn't like this. <laughs> it wasn't like that. So I, 
I don't know. Like you said, you don't know where it's going to go. I would be concerned. I wouldn't take my shot with, with the Veterans Committee. I would hope that the writers would put me in. Well, here's, here's my reasoning behind that is because at, at year nine, it's clear. Like there, usually there's an ebb and flow to, to, to guys' votes, and they usually pick up some momentum by year nine. Mm-hmm. Bonds and Clemens have basically remained in the 60% range the entire time. I mean, they've really never – I think they started at maybe 35, 36. They got up to 60, and they've never budged there at all. I'm not saying – you know, I don't know who makes up what they're, they're calling it, the new era, the whatever it is that, that's the Veterans Committee now. But whatever mm-hmm. that is, I think you do have to wait for the real old-timers to no longer have an influence. But I think that they, there's at least a shot convincing your contemporaries that Bonds and Clemens, you know, the, 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 um, the fraternity of baseball players, I think that there is something that they can use there far better – than convincing any writer at this point that they're getting it. Because the writers, to me, that's a closed door. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe the baseball players are a closed door too, but I think that door is open far better than the writers are at this point. Now, refresh my memory, Gordon, for the Veterans Committee, how many times do you get one or two? You know, I'm not sure the process. I think it's 16 or 18 members of the panel, and you have right. to get 12. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, look – you couldn't have convinced uh, – I can't find 12 people that could have, you would have thought that Harold Baines was a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, that's part of the problem that I have there. Yeah, and, you know, it's yeah. funny that people are bringing up the shilling thing about him, you know, the, the, the different views. I mean, this is not the first time this has happened. No. I mean, it's, it's been – you know, there, there's guys who have personalities that the writers don't like or, you know, uh, I mean, with, sh- with shilling, it's more than just his personality. It's things that he said. Uh, and, you know, put online and stuff like that. So it's not just that. But, you know, take a, a perfect example. A guy that I've always screamed about was off the ballot in two years because he had no support was Albert Bell. Yeah. Albert Bell, take a look at the numbers. Yeah, I mean, I, I lived player. through that. You know what tremendous I mean? Like, player. I remember Albert Bell. He was yeah. clearly a Hall of Fame player. Yes, he was. Or it yes, certainly deserved to be on the ballot for more than two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did, and you and what you said is so true. Look, go back and go back for you baseball purists. Steve Carlton didn't talk to the media. It still got on the Hall of Fame, and they and they believe me, they weren't really, they really didn't want to vote for him, right? <laughs> you know, uh, the switch hitter Eddie Murray with the Orioles, another mm-hmm. one. They didn't really want to vote for him either because he didn't really want to talk to folks. So there's there's things that happen between the white lines and things that happen off the field. And this is just really weird uh, that they're, they're choosing this line to draw in the sand for Kurt Schilling. You know, Jeff Passan was on first take this morning, Gordon, and he explained his outlook on what the Hall of Fame should be. Here's what he had to say. My personal position as someone who has voted in the Hall of Fame and who gave up his Hall of Fame vote because he thought that the entire process had been completely corrupted is that the Hall of Fame is a museum. The Hall of Fame exists to tell the history of baseball. And the history of baseball has all kinds of unsavory characters. It has warts, it has low moments, it has high moments. And the idea that Barry Bonds, arguably the greatest hitter since Babe Ruth, that Roger Clemens, one of the great pitchers of all time, and even Kurt Schilling, who statistically is probably a borderline guy, but for me would have been in based on his on-field play alone, The fact that they're not going to be in there is whitewashing the history of baseball. And I hate that idea that people, that fans, that those who go to Cooperstown, New York, aren't mature enough 
to walk into this building that is so full of sanctimony and say, this isn't some special miraculous place that got dropped by the baseball gods onto this little burg in New York. This is a museum. And museums are meant to tell us what have happened in the past. And what has happened in the past is ugly and is dirty and is complicated. He's right, Gordon. Well, you know, I would disagree with him because the only thing that the Baseball Hall of Fame is the only one we argue about, right? Like, whatever the process is, and I, do, I can see how there's flaws and there's problems with it and everybody yells and screams about it. We don't have any conversations about the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We don't have any Hockey Hall of Fame conversations or Basketball Hall of Fame conversations. The only one we have is, is the baseball. And, and, and it's not because baseball is the number one sport. There was a time where that was the case. But you can make the argument now baseball is number three. But yet, for whatever reason, this conversation resonates with people. So I, I don't know. I can see his side of it of, you know, the sanctimony and thinking that somehow, you know, it's just a museum and it's supposed to tell the story of baseball. The, half of it is that, you know, like Bonds and Clemens and all these guys, they are in the museum part. I just don't know about giving them a day to honor them when we all know the secret's out that these guys did stuff on the field, affected the game in a negative way. It's, it, it, it's an interesting discussion. For me, I just think, Gordon, that part of, part of the reason that we discuss this with baseball is because baseball has more rules and regulations on getting into the Hall of Fame. You don't, you don't, the pro football doesn't have a morals clause in their, in, in their, in their hall. <laughs> yeah, it's just as well for some guys. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, they don't have that. You know, the NBA doesn't have a morals clause. So I think because baseball is and is married to records, Gordon, it's married. I mean, that's what, that's what baseball is about. That's what people talk about when they talk about baseball, the, the records and, and, and the records and how much they mean. And so because of that and because of the other issues that they have, which makes it, you know, when you go in, it's, it really should make it like, wow, you really have to work hard to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I think, as you mentioned, there's some controversy about, about Harold Baines. I mean, listen, um, Mazeroski, people said right. he didn't, be, he didn't belong in the Hall of Fame. What's I just he doing in the Hall of Fame? Because he's somebody I saw. Yes, uh, but mm -hmm. Mazeroski, you're absolutely right. You know, so there's a number of guys. It's like shortstop shouldn't even be in the. We shouldn't even be discussing shortstops for the Hall of Fame. You know, so it's it's always been that discussion. It always has been because of just the nature of what it is. Well, I would say if I did have one thing that I would like to see tweaked, the mm -hmm. the um, that clause, the you know the whatever you call it, the you know. Moral clause? The morals clause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I would like that, that to be defined to, is this just morals as a person? Because mm -hmm. if that's the case, well, then, hell, I mean, it's going to be a lot more years without anybody in there. <laughs> or is it supposed to be about morals within the game? Uh, what, what is the definition of that? They, you know, they like to leave these things open-ended, almost like what the MVP award means. Yeah. I think that the process might be tailored a little bit better if everyone was, okay, this is what it means, not what it means to me. And morals clause, Gordon, what happens with Jose Altuve? Does he go in? Right. You know, because we know that that to me, See, that would, to me, cheated. fall under, to, just if I had a vote, that would fall under the same stuff as Bonds and Clemens. Okay. See, to me, that's that's cheating on the field. You knew mm -hmm. it was wrong. You didn't. You would not get in. But I don't know. You, I'm, I, he's very well liked. Yeah. So, 
It probably will. You know, it's really hard for me to stand on a hill and die on a hill about steroids, this and that, when Bud Selig is in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell am I arguing at this point? <laughs> Just put everybody in. Everybody Let in the be, water. Ah, come on, it's okay. Talking a little bit about the Hall of Fame situation. Talking about Kurt Schilling. Should the PED users be in? What's going on with this Hall of Fame? Let's go to the phones. Adam's in Tom's River. Adam, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. What's up, guys? Gordon, I kind of disagree with you a little bit. Okay. I, I was a sport management major and had the pleasure of working in minor league baseball, NFL, and in golf. And there's politics in every kind of level that you're going to go into. Joe Klecko should be in the Hall of Fame. Scott, um, basically what's happening is the, the view of what's right and wrong is is – kind of what's skewing everything. Um, realistically, Kurt Schilling was one of the best pitchers I have seen pitch in the game in my life growing up. And the guys who are the best in their eras and decades should be honored for what they are. Right, wrong, or indifferent, they, you know, if you did something wrong, you should get pay the penalty. There's no reason why you know, one of the best hitters of all time, Pete Rose, wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame for being a player. Yeah, I agree he shouldn't be as a coach, but, you know, there's he deserves for the accolade that he did. Well, the only thing about Rose, and look, I understand what you're saying, Adam, about, like, every sport has those conversations about, you know, like Joe Klecko being in the Hall of Fame. We've been having that conversation for 30 years. Yes, yes, but like every year around this time when the Baseball Hall of Fame is, you know, the class is announced, there, there's this thing, there's that thing, there's the Bonds and Clemens things for basically the last decade, even before they were on the ballot, the question was out there before them, it was McGuire and Sosa. So I, I just think that there is just, you know, I can, I can just tell from my point of view, there is not that, you know, when the, when the NFL Hall of Fame class, I think the, the nominees are out this year outside of people that played on my team. I don't even know the other finalists on the list this year. It's not something that's going to, you know, drive interest that to that level like the Baseball Hall of Fame does. No, I agree. I mean, when you think of, like, first baseman, Don Mattingly, Keith Hernandez, though I was not old enough to see them play live, I did see a lot of film and know, uh, you know, stats, what they were doing. You know, they had Hall of Fame careers. Carlos Delgado is probably one of the best first basemen I've seen play. But guess what? They're not going to even sniff the Hall of Fame, especially as Delgado, who sat during the national anthem, because that didn't fit the political view right there. Uh, i, I got to be honest with you. I don't even remember Delgado not, not standing for the national anthem. Um... I prefer, just me, myself, I prefer a, a small, exclusive Hall of Fame. I like it to be, essentially, if I mention the guy's name, you know right away, right? Mm. Like, that guy, absolutely. And Kurt Schilling is one of those guys. Now, unfortunately for the Kurt Schilling issue, Larry, is I, I hate it, is, is that it makes you pick a side. Yeah. And, like, if you pick a side, then people will say, well, then you're saying this. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, as a baseball player... Kurt Schilling belongs in the Hall of Fame. I am not saying anything about the other stuff that he does in his free time and, and the political opinions that he has, and I understand giving him that platform uh, is probably not a, a good thing given some of the other things that he has put out into the universe. But I, I don't like that it makes me pick a side. And I will say this as well. You know, when 
when other people, and even people that agree with me that he should, belongs in the Hall of Fame and he doesn't get in and they complain, well, you can't give your opinion. You know, this is not, and I don't want to get political, but this is not that, you know, Kurt Schilling's a Republican and he likes lower taxes. The things right. that he was putting out there are far more inflammable than that. And to whine like the snowflakes that you supposedly hate so much when, you know, people point out, you know, you're insulting the very people who are voting for your induction. You know, it just, uh, I, I don't know, it just rubs me a wrong way that I have to kind of pick a side. But I do believe that Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Fame. Yeah, I feel the same way. And that's how we started the show, Gordon, that, yep. that it, it's forced me yes. <laughs> to say, I got to defend this guy. And, and yeah. you know, because of what he did on the field. And that's constant, and that's supposedly what all this is about, isn't it, Gordon? I mean, it's supposed to be what you that were able what to do between, to be about. Yep. between the white lines. And sometimes, listen, as as um, the caller mentioned, Gordon, sometimes you get left out because of the area you came up. There could have been a whole bunch of really good first basemen, so that that you know that hurts you too. Sometimes when you come up, look look at the class you're going to be in. Sometimes you know you have to wait another turn, you know, before you get in. But uh, in his situation, I mean, Gordon, he should have been in. Yes, he should have been. He should have been in. He should have come down this time. Yeah. This late. No, and and uh, I would uh, I would think that it, what is it, 16 votes he needs? Yeah. Last year on the ballot, I don't know how much turnover there is with the Baseball Hall of Fame writers from year to year, but I would not rule out the possibility that he does get in next year. Hmm. Right, yeah. 16 votes. Yeah, it's possible. It would not yeah. seem like there's that many. But that depends on, you know, is he going to... What else know, is he going to say? Right. I, I'm not making any... I'm not going on FanDuel, promo code Gordon, and betting on that. I'll tell you that right now. Michael's, that one. Michael's in Long Island. Hey, Michael, you're next on 98.7 ESPN New York. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm going to start a little bit from the point I originally wanted to make. Uh, I was going to bring up a little bit of Lance Armstrong, but I think the same is in, in every sport, like you said. Um... There, there, there's, there's advantages. Everybody plays. There's, there's a level playing field, and so we, we just, I feel, we, we should not be afraid of asterisks, asterisks on records. It's history. It happened. They all took steroids. So many people took steroids. We don't know. Even before that, there was greenies, you know. And the, it's, it's just we're, we're so afraid of the truth. Just put the truth out there. Have a caveat. Have a, a preamble on your hall on, on, in the Hall of Fame. You know these are the records of the time that, that we were set in. Because now we have advantages of players in their uniforms that they wear, cleats, and uh, the basket with Babe Ruth is playing today. There's, there's, he, he he wouldn't be able to keep up with these guys. You know, it's just the era that we're set in. There's asterisks on everything, and we should not be afraid of the truth. Now, that's the only point I really want to make tonight, guys. Thank you for having my call. I'll listen to you guys. Thanks, Michael. All right, Mike. Thanks. I get you know. Well, you know, Gordon. They got the dead ball era. They got different eras that they they highlight. I guess, you know, that's my thing. If because here's the other part of it. There's so many other guys that could have done it. We don't even know. Oh, I mean, clearly. I mean, we we brought up Ivan Rodriguez. I'm sure there's probably other guys that have made the Hall of Fame that, uh, if maybe not as. Uh, as hardcore users, but certainly mm -hmm. dabbled in from time to time, and and who knows what else went on. Yeah, uh, you know. So yeah, no, I mean that's very possible. Here's the thing for me: 
Yeah. I, like, if you go to the Hall of Fame, there's a part of the, the first part of the building you go through is, is all the, you know, all the memorabilia, all the stories. It is the museum part of it. And then the second part, and I got to be honest, the, the, the one time I went, I, I was almost kind of like, I had a hard time finding it, it felt like. Like, I couldn't, you know, it's such a, you, you have this idea that it's this huge, you know, that this is what the Hall of Fame is. No, the, the main part of the building is the museum. It's really just, at least when I was there, a much smaller section that's all the plaques that you think of as the Hall of Fame. So, you know, I don't know what uh, exhibits they have there now, but I'm pretty sure that Barry Bonds is there, Clemens is there, in the museum part. Mm-hmm. So you can tell the story without honoring necessarily, but, you know, that's up to people. Here's the thing. The Hall of Fame, I I found out today, is approximately 190 miles from my house round trip. It's an eight-hour round trip. I have been there. It is lovely. I'm not going back anytime soon. So I know Barry Bonds, what he did. I know what Roger Clemens did. I know what Sammy Sosa did. I know what all these guys did. Whether or not they're in that building, it doesn't affect my memories of it. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN. Gordon, let's get back to the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 987. Oh, my God. My Adidas. I love you guys, man. I love the music on the show, man. Mm-mm-mm. Make a brother feel young again. <laughs> Holla, JP. Holla, well. Holla, Jake. Hope, hope y'all doing well. Gordon, you know I love you, man. Uh, that was a spirit you, of discussion Buddha. we had the last time, but you know I love you, Look, man. I love you, even though you're wrong. It's okay. It's all right if you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Listen, real quick, for that Hall of Fame, um, I just got to be honest, man. Like, Playoff P and those Clippers, like, I'm so glad that y'all turned on Doc Rivers like that, man. <laughs> I'm going to the NBA Finals this year. <laughs> That's oh, a pretty good God, job. I'm so done, glad man. they did that. Pretty good they job. Got your boy, uh, they got your boy Simmons playing aggressive, Tobias Harris closing out games. Oh, my goodness. This is a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. But um, listen, with that Hall of Fame, you know, there's this parts of it that is so phony. I mean, forget the part. We all know that um, Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what your, your personal opinions are or whatever. You, you, you did what you did in the field. And, you know, I have to respect your talent, and that's it, man. You know, I'm not trying to invite you home for dinner. But, um, you know, listen, man, with, the, with, with them not bringing anybody in and they're not letting these guys in, it's like you said a little while ago, Gordon. You said, your eyes tell you that Albert Bell was a Hall of Famer. But you know what else your eyes do tell you? They tell you that Barnes, Clemens, and A-Rod, before the steroids, were already Hall of Famers. So, you know, it's the same thing like when you turn on the ESPN and you watch, like, um, the NFL Live on the show. Remember back, in, like, a few years ago when the big segment was jacked up? Now, you got the same guys that were hooting and hollering about somebody getting laid out in the field. Now they're talking about, oh, you know, you can't get this. Listen. Stop with the phoniness. Everybody was excited during that steroids era. That that um Sosa McGuire thing was must-watch TV. Barry Bonds with his head was like 400 feet wide and you couldn't pitch them. Remember that? Like Everybody was excited. So if you really want to keep it a stack, as the young people say, keep it a buck, keep it a hundred, whatever, you know, look, you take the steroid, you define this year to this year, is where we say this was the steroid era. And then if you want, you subtract, you um, use a percentage, you reduce the amount of um, numbers that you respect, and then you look at it you say, if these people were Hall of Fame before that happened, I just got to put them in the Hall of Fame. You write something on the plaque. You say, um, 
you, you, these um, numbers from these years to this year's were universally recognized. These other years weren't questioned. I don't care what you have to Listen, Barry Bonds was a beast when he was skinny. You can't sit here and tell me that he's not. Listen, I don't care what drugs you took or whatever you did, you know, during that interim period. My eyes tell me that you were a Hall of Famer. Same thing with Clemens, same thing with A-Rod. Now, some of these other guys is a little questionable. Like, you guys are talking about Big Poppy. Listen, I like Big Poppy a lot, but let's be for real. He came up in the midst of that. At least these guys had a career before that. You understand what I'm saying? Well, A-Rod came up in the midst of it, too. A-Rod was Before he was hitting that many home runs, A-Rod was still a Hall of Famer. And I don't really like A-Rod. He came up at the same time. Now, I would agree with your point that Big Poppy. He was not the, you know, A-Rod was the number one pick in the draft. He was, you know, we kind of knew he was going to be a superstar from jump. It took, you know, but Big Poppy got released by the Twins. Yep. But with A-Rod, don't you remember there was years when A-Rod was like a 5-2 player and then all of a sudden he became a slugger? You understand what I'm talking about? So, like, I would say in the first, let's say the first five or six years of A-Rod's career, he was clean. And then, you know, from (laughs) seven to probably the last two years, you know, before, you know, after he got caught and Cousin Yuri forced him to take it and all that nonsense. But he was a Hall of Famer even before that. You, you know he was, man. They was ready to run on what you call Griffey Jr. out of town for him. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's he was true. the first pick in the draft, so you're absolutely right, Buddha. But do we know that he – you're like, that's the part. Like, I don't know when he started using I'm just talking about time, right? Like – if he came up in the 70s, I can say, yeah, for sure. If he came up in the 80s, I can say for sure. But when he came up, you know, I think it was probably pretty well known even uh, when, you know, before he got to the major leagues that this stuff, <laughs> this stuff is good. This stuff works. Yeah. Isn't it unfair, though, that when we think about the steroid era, right? Isn't it unfair? Let's be honest. Let's keep it. There's another part that's a little annoying. All we think about is the hitter. Come on. Yeah, there were guys who were having sure. unbelievable years as pitchers who fell off the face of the earth when they started getting that comprehensive test going. Come on. We yeah, there's all no question, part of it. There's no question, and thanks for the phone call. There, there's no question that there's, there, if you're a pitcher, Gordon, and you're thinking that hitters are taking it, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you think in your mind? You know what? I'm trying to keep my career going here, and the way that the ball is leaving the the ball is leaving parks all across. I mean, I, I don't know why we just started talking about exit velo now. I mean, we should be talking about exit velo during the steroid era, the way the balls were jumping out of the ballpark. I have I have no uh, question. If I were in the same spot, I would have done the exact same thing. So I would have thought I, about. I, I would have definitely thought way. about it. Right. Yeah, I would have I mean, definitely thought about it. Oh, I would have thought I, about I, it. Thought about it. <laughs> Promo code Gordon. I would have went in with two feet, Larry. <laughs> and I look, I can understand the motivation, right? Yes. I mean, like this guy's trying to take my job. This is super competitive. This is the yeah. major leagues. Yeah. And I think for some guys, yeah, they realized that it worked. I mean, was there a better advertisement than Barry Bonds? I mean, here was a guy who was already great and mm-hmm. he again became the greatest hitter we will all ever see. Yeah. Yeah. Give me some of that stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bobby's in Bushwick. Hey, Bobby, you're next on 98.7. Larry, what's going on, brother? Hey, Bobby, what's happening? Nothing much, man. Uh, I, I just wanted to talk about Alex Rodriguez, man, because I really do believe that this man is a top three hitter of all time. 
whenever this guy was on, up at the plate, no one was 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 more glued to their TV than when Alex Rodriguez was at the plate, other than maybe Barry Bonds, maybe Griffey. But A-Rod was a top three player, in my opinion, of all time. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. If he's not on... If he's not selected this coming year, I really, I really do think it would be uh, a, a shame that these guys are still voting for the baseball hall of fame. Thanks. All right, Bobby. Thanks for the phone call. But I'm telling you, if you look at the track record, I, I don't know if he's gonna make it. Well, unless I will they say just this. change. I don't know, Gordon. Yeah, I, I will say this. I mean, with the way that A. Rod has been able to. Um... You know, his his reputation has recovered in leaps and bounds. He's reinvented himself. I mean, oh, my God. It's almost <laughs> like it's on steroids. No, uh, but, you know, uh, he has 10 years, right? Yeah. And if he's going on the ballot next year, I, I don't know. I, I think that um, he has at least a better chance because the more time you get away from it. I mean, look already. I mean. When it first, when we first found out about steroids, the amount of vitriol that was about, oh, these guys are cheaters, keep them out forever. And already we've seen that the general public has softened greatly. So what will another 10 years mean? Mm. But in terms of the numbers, no, of course A-Rod belongs in the Hall of Fame. But Gordon, in his case, because it was not once but twice... Yeah, no, I, I see, understand that, what you're see, saying. But that look, may make it a little tougher for him. Let, let's put it this way. Let's say, you know, just a thought experiment. If mm-hmm. in the 10-year run of Alex Rodriguez being on the ballot, mm-hmm. the Veterans Committee puts in Bonds and Clemens. Mm. Well, then, yeah. I mean, I mean what got, are you doing, right? Absolutely. I mean, then you yeah. got to put He's got to go. There's yeah. no question. Yeah, he's got to go. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.